Thank you for listening to Changed by His Word, a podcast of Pine Level Missionary Baptist Church featuring the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Brad Lee. We invite you to join us each Sunday at 11 a.m. for worship. For more information, visit us online at pinelevelmbc.org. And now for today's message. Joshua chapter 1, beginning in verse 1, the Bible says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given it to you, just as I spoke to Moses." From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, as far as the great sea, toward the setting of the sun, will be your territory. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success." Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, the hustle and the bustle of the busy season is winding down. You've celebrated Christmas, you've exchanged gifts, you've received gifts, and over the last few days you've eaten a meal, or two, or three, or four, or maybe even five. You've had the opportunity to reflect on the season, as Barry mentioned just a few moments ago. Time to think about the birth of our Savior in the little old town of Bethlehem. To be reminded of the perfect life that He lived. To be reminded of His sacrificial death on Calvary's cross. And there's been time to rejoice in His bodily resurrection from the grave. You've spent this season, the Christmas season, celebrating the Christ of Christmas. And now that Christmas has come and gone, many of you are already looking forward to the new year. You know, not long after Christmas was over, the very next day, the, the moment, 12.01, I'm sure they started playing commercials about the new year. Even before that, they've been talking about the new year before we celebrated Christmas. But many of us are looking forward to the new year. No doubt 2020 has been perhaps the craziest year in recent history. And this new year is, is just around the corner. Everybody's ready to get 2020 and put that behind them and, and move into 2021. You know, it would be nice for me to be able to stand here this morning and say, you know, the things that we experienced this year, we're not going to experience them next year. I mean, 2021 is going to be totally different. I mean, there's going to be no pandemic and no coronavirus and no political uproar and no riots and no racial tensions and no businesses uh, losing jobs and people losing jobs and all of this stuff. But that's simply not true. That is not reality. 
Why is that the case? Because you and I live in a fallen world. And contrary to what some people think, the world is not evolving and getting better. No, the world is on a downward spiral spinning totally out of control. Now, I don't want to dwell on the past, nor do I want to paint a picture of gloom and doom. But as a believer, I want you to be reminded this morning, listen to me, church, that this world is not your home. You're just a sojourner. You're just a pilgrim passing through. You see, heaven is my home. Heaven is your home for those who are in Christ. But until that time comes, what are you and I to do? Well, bottom line is you and I are to keep on keeping on for Jesus. We're to keep pressing forward for the Lord Jesus Christ. So when I think about 2020, you know what I'm reminded of? I'm reminded of a a TV show that, that was a big hit in the early 2000s. It still airs today on some channels. The TV show was Survivor. You've probably watched Survivor before. It's a show where the contestants, they're isolated in the wilderness. A lot of what we've been going through seems like the wilderness. The Israelites were very familiar with the wilderness. But then uh, they vote off a tribe member until there's a final contestant that remains and wins the title of the sole survivor. With all that you've faced in 2020, heading into the new year, I mean, it doesn't look like anything that you've experienced in the past. I mean, last year about this time, a lot of us would be looking forward to celebrating the new year and, and, and having a big get-together and, and all that comes along with that. But, but listen to me. So many of us today are stuck in this survival mode. We're doing everything we can to simply survive, to make it through, not just into the next year, but for crying out loud into the next day, amen? So we're in this survival mode, and, and what do we do moving forward? Well, instead of looking forward to this new year as being a year of, of gloom and doom, I have hope for you this morning. I don't want you to live in survival mode. And listen to me. If you live in and of yourself by your own strength and your own power, it's going to feel like survival mode. But God has given us promises in His Word. He's given us more. And be, be it a pandemic or not, I want to share with you this morning these four truths that will help you to survive in this world. To survive in this world. If you're taking notes, I want you to notice first this morning that you survive in this world by listening to God. By listening to God. Now Moses was a mentor to Joshua. They had a great relationship, a relationship much like that of Paul and Timothy that we find in the New Testament. Moses had taken young Joshua under his wings and now Moses, the Lord's faithful servant, that had faithfully followed the Lord, faithfully served the Lord. He wasn't perfect. He's died. He's passed away. And the circumstances, if you were in Joshua's shoes, must have felt overwhelming. It must have been overwhelming, the task that Joshua was faced with. Moses had led the children of God over the mountains, through the valleys. He had been by their side. He had loved on them. He had encouraged them. He had scolded them. But he walked with them, taught them, corrected them, and he loved them because the Lord loved him. And now that he's died, all hope seems lost. 
all hope seems lost. I mean, it's much like today. Because life as you once knew it, for the last nine, ten months, it's not been that way. It's not been that way. I mean, the circumstances here in the text before us seemed overwhelming. And when we are overwhelmed, much like many of us are today, there's this tendency to want to cave in, to want to shut down, to want to hibernate, to want to turn your back on the world and on the people who care about you and the people that love you. And did you know that that's exactly what the enemy wants you to do? That's exactly what he wants you to do. I mean, he wants to put you on the sideline. He wants to put you out of commission. But, but praise God, look at what the Bible says here. I love verse 1, the Lord spoke. Did you hear that? The Lord spoke. Not only did God speak to Joshua, listen to me, God is speaking to us today. And it's crucial for you to understand that God, even today, still speaks to His people. You know, when the circumstances are overwhelming, it's as though there's a thousand voices in your head. I mean, you're hearing things 24-7. You're, you're on information overload, and every time you scroll through your social media, it's equivalent to hearing another voice and another word, and it's hard to discern what voice you're hearing. It's hard to discern whether or not it's a word from the Lord. So what you've got to understand is this. You've got to understand how you listen for God to speak. And you've got to understand how you respond when God speaks. Well, in order to listen to God, to listen when He speaks, you've got to be silent. Amen? Now, around our house, there's not a, not a whole lot of silence. But Heather and I, and she'll testify to it occasionally, we love a little bit of silence. Now, we're grateful for our children, but we love some silence as well. But you have to be silent in order to hear the Lord. Now, I say to my children often, you've got two ears and one mouth. You should listen twice as much as you talk. Hey, I have to remind myself of that as well, amen? But you and I have got to listen in order... To hear God speak. That's why the Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. And when God speaks, you and I should be listening. And you and I should also expect God to be speaking. Secondly, you are to listen for God to speak through His written word. Now don't turn on the television or go listen to some crazy gibberish trying to hear God speak. No, God has given us the means by which He speaks today, and the primary means by which God speaks is the Word of God. He speaks to us through His Word. How do you know that, Pastor? Well, listen to what Hebrews chapter 1 says. Hebrews chapter 1 says in verse 1 that God, after He spoke long ago to the fathers, in the prophets, in many portions and in many ways, listen to this, verse 2, in these last days has spoken to us in His Son... That's Jesus, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world. God speaks through his written word. That's why you hear me say so often, and I have to remind myself of it often, that I've got to get into the word of God, amen? Because when I get into the word of God, it allows the word of God to get into me, right? And that's not just a Sunday and a Wednesday thing. You and I need to be in the Word day in and day out. 
Now, perhaps you've made some of those New Year's resolutions. Have you made any kind of resolution to be in the Word of God? Now, I'm not talking about reading 25 chapters a day. But have you committed this year, not made a resolution, but have you committed this year to read a chapter a day? Or a couple chapters a day? That would be a good thing to write down to do today. Now, I'm pointing fingers at all of you, but I'm speaking to those out there as well. And I'm speaking to me also, amen? But it would be good for you and me, and beneficial for you and me, to make a commitment this year to be in the Word of God. I think that's one of the most important things that we can do. To be in the Word of God. So you, you've got to get into the Word and allow the Word to get into you. And, and God was telling Joshua here, get ready. Maybe God is saying to you today to get ready. To get ready for what, God? To get ready for what He's going to do in and through you and in and through His church in 2021. Be it a pandemic or not, God's not concerned. God can work in and through any and every situation when He has a willing vessel that's faithful and obedient to Him. He says to Joshua, get ready. God was going to give them this land, but in return they were expected to listen to God. And God spoke to Joshua, and you know what Joshua did? Joshua listened. Hey, what about you this morning? What has God been speaking to you throughout 2020? What has God been teaching you throughout this year? I'll tell you one of the things He's taught me that I need a whole lot less than I thought I needed. I don't need as much as I thought I needed. I don't need to be as many places as I thought I needed to be. Why? I needed to be at home. You need to be at home. Don't look at that as a negative. Let's flip that around and focus on the positive aspects of that. But he says to Joshua, get ready. And I believe he's saying to you today, get ready for this new year. I mean, why is it that we so often look for God in the big things? I mean, if it's something big, we're going to look for God in it, right? But you know what the Bible says about the Lord speaking? Not to look for Him in the fire. Not to look for Him in the, in the wind. But to listen. Listen to me. To listen to His still, small voice. You've got to get into the Word and allow the Word to get into you. And you've got to listen to God. You survive in this world. You survive in this world by listening to God. But notice secondly. You also survive in this world by standing on the promises of God. Standing on the promises of God. Now God made a promise to Israel. He said He would give them this land everywhere that their foot touched the ground. Man, I'd be doing a lot of walking, wouldn't you? Everywhere that your, your foot touched ground, God would give you this land. And not only would you receive this land... The territory would extend from the desert of Lebanon, from the great Euphrates River, to the great sea. This property had been given to Israel. It was a promise to Israel. And all Israel had to do was to claim the promise by taking possession of the land. Throughout all that you've encountered in 2020, if you're honest this morning, 
And I'm honest this morning, you'll say, even through all of this, God's blessed me. Amen. God's blessed me. Even through all of this, praise God, He's blessed me. I want to testify today of His goodness. I want to testify to His promises that they still hold true. For the child of God, for the person that's in Christ, you've got to stand on the promises of God. That's what we need to do moving into the new year. He's given us these promises. Well, where are they, Pastor? The Word of God is saturated with the promises of God. He's given us many promises And the greatest of all of the promises God has given, even greater than the promise that was made to Joshua and the Israelites, is the promise that He's made to you and to me, and that is the gift of salvation. Did you know the coronavirus can't take away your salvation? Praise God for that, amen? The coronavirus can't take that away. It's a promise that God has given you for those who believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and for those who repent of their sins. It's a promise that you can take to the bank. Now there may be someone either here today or either watching online that's not yet claimed this promise of salvation. You've not yet put your trust and your faith in Jesus Christ. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to make this commitment to surrender your life to Jesus here shortly. But this is the greatest promise it's the promise of salvation God's word is faithful God is faithful and true and he blessed Israel and he made them this promise and God's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus so what are you and I to do as a result of this you're to stand up amen you're to recognize who you are in Christ you're to recognize that you do not belong to this world you're to recognize that that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, that God is living in and through you, that He's working in and through you, and you've got to stand up and keep on keeping on for Jesus. You've got to keep pressing forward. You've got to stand on the promises that God's given. You've got to keep Jesus at the very center of your life. You've got to keep the gospel that we've preached week after week after week through Mark at the forefront of what you say, think, and do. And as the old hymn explains so well, standing on the promises that cannot fail, when the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, by the living Word of God, amen, the Word of God I shall prevail, standing on the promises of God. There's a lot of folks today that are standing on the promises of man, and that's like shifting sand, amen? Because man will let you down. Man will let you down. But God will not let you down. So the promises are found right here in the Word of God. That's why we've got to get into the Word. You survive in this world by listening to God. You survive in this world by standing on the promises of God. Notice thirdly though, you survive in this world by knowing that the enemy will not prevail. Praise God, that's good news, isn't it? The enemy will not prevail. Look at what verse 5 says. The Bible says, no man... Did you hear that? No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life Just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you, nor forsake you. You see, some today would say, well, the enemy is this virus. The virus is the enemy. Right? 
The virus isn't the enemy. You know why we're facing a virus, right? I pointed it out earlier because we live in a fallen world. The world's not getting better every day. We live in a sin-sick world. We're sin-sick people. And we need a Savior. I mean, that's just the bottom line, amen? And no one, regardless of how healthy you are, regardless of how many miles you run or how many miles you cycle or how many push-ups or sit-ups you do, no one is immune to sickness. No one. You could wear a mask or 10,000 masks. And I thank you that you're wearing one, amen? We're doing that because we want to protect others. But no one is immune to sickness. And no one is immune to the temptations of the devil and to his demonic forces of evil. Mortal man is not the enemy. We like to think that. We like to look around at, at others at times and say, well, he's the enemy. She's the enemy. No, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that you wrestle not, listen to me, against flesh and blood, but against the spiritual forces of wickedness. Your enemy is not man. Your enemy is the devil. And if you've surrendered your life to Jesus, that's not where the devil wants you to be. And if you've surrendered your life to Jesus, it's as though you've got a bullseye on your back. And if you've not surrendered your life to Jesus, you're a part of the devil's army. If you're following Jesus, he's hot on your trail, isn't he? You experienced that before. Well, I'm just going to pray today. I'm just going to read my Bible today. I'm just going to tell people about Jesus today. And man, it's like you got a thousand things coming at you, right? I mean, the fiery arrows are coming from everywhere. All you wanted to do is to tell people about Jesus, right? My brother-in-law, I get a kick out of him. He, he had this shirt at one time, and, and I had a shirt like that as well, but it had a big, he plays the guitar. He sang here before, but he plays the guitar, and he had a big uh, pick on his shirt that said, Pick Jesus. And man, he wore that shirt, and when he wore that shirt, it's like the devil was coming at him full force. When you try to serve Jesus and follow Jesus, the devil's hot on your trail. Why is that the case? Well, we shouldn't take that as a surprise because Jesus said in John 10 that the devil has come to steal, kill, and destroy. That's pretty bad, isn't it? But in that same verse, Jesus said, I've come so that you may have life and life abundantly. And that's not just when you die and go to heaven, amen? That's the moment you say yes to Jesus. That's the moment that you put your trust and faith in Jesus. From that time until you die and go to be with the Lord, or until the rapture takes place, Jesus is with you. We see that in the text right here. What does the Bible say? I will not fail you or forsake you. I will not fail you or forsake you. He goes on to say, no man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Now that was a promise for Joshua. And it's a promise that you and I can cling to as well. Now we're not talking about land here. Yes, land is in the text before us. And that promise is specific to the Israelites. They were promised land. They were promised protection as well. They were promised comfort. And they were promised that the Lord would be with them. And just as the Lord was with Moses... Yes, he was. 
He would be with Joshua. He would be with the other saints as well. And he'll be with you as you finish out the year 2020. He'll be with you when you move into the year 2021. And praise God if he gives you 2022 and 23 and 24 and 25. Praise God he's going to be with you then as well. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Now I don't know about you but that gives me comfort today. That gives me hope today in spite of what we're facing in this world. It should cause us as believers to keep on keeping on for the Lord, to move into this new year with great anticipation, knowing that you've got a helper that the Lord will be with you and the enemy will not prevail. How do you survive in this world? By listening to God, first and foremost. By standing on the promises of God. By knowing that the enemy will not prevail. Notice fourth and finally this morning. You survive in this world and overcome the enemy by staying the course. By staying the course. In other words, not throwing in the, the towel. Not surrendering. Surrendering to the Lord, yes, but not to the world, the flesh, and the devil. Now there's times that you'd probably like to surrender. I've, just, I've had it up to here, I can't take anymore. And that's what the enemy wants you to do. But no, you overcome the enemy by staying the course. You see, God would lead the Israelites to inherit the land that he swore to their forefathers. He told Joshua, listen to this, be strong and courageous. And they received a physical blessing. Likewise, God has promised you something far greater than land. Now, land's a good thing. That's a good possession to have. Last time I checked, they weren't making any more land. Right? So it's a good thing to have land. It was a good thing for them to have land. But God's given you something greater than land. God's given you something greater than the present you opened on the 25th. Amen? Or the 24th if you started opening presents then. Or the 23rd. Or the 22nd. Some of you opened the presents early, I know. But the gift and the promise that God's given you is far greater than the gift that you opened on Christmas Day. The Bible says, Praise be to God and uh, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing. Listen to this. In Christ Jesus. So like Joshua, you overcome the enemy by being strong and courageous. I mean, it's important to notice these two words. So follow me here, if you will, for just a moment. The word strong implies strength in the hand for grasping, for, for holding firmly. And courage means strength in the knees for standing solidly. Strength in the hand, strength in the knees. Both of those are important, amen? He tells Joshua, Joshua, be strong and courageous. And not only were these words spoken to Joshua through Moses, we find this in Deuteronomy chapter 31, the previous book, but notice here, they're not stated one time. The Lord doesn't say to Joshua one time, hey Joshua, be strong and courageous. No, what does the Bible say? Don't miss this. He says, be strong and courageous multiple times in verses 6 7 and 9. Three times. 
And there's three things that have been commanded in this passage that you and I must follow in order to stay the course. Write these down if you will. First, you must willingly stay the course regardless of the obstacles. Write down Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. You can go back and look at those later. But there's obstacles that are going to be in the way. I mean, that's a given, right? Don't think you're going to enter 2021 and not have any kind of obstacle. Obstacles are a given. But what you've got to realize is this. The obstacles are the circumstances that you're facing, the circumstances that you're going through, and I'm going to be real with you. Your pastor's going to be real with you, all right? I don't like storms. I don't like severe weather threats. You know what I mean? And the other day when I turned on the television, we've got a level three severe weather threat. I'm like, oh my goodness. A level three? One, two, three. That's three out of five? Oh my word. What am I going to do? Right? Now come on, I know somebody in here was doing that same thing. All of y'all didn't just say, well, that's just the weather. We're going to make it through. I got Jesus with me. No. I don't like those three. Now, I'm thankful for the technology that we have. But when the wind starts whipping, anybody ever told you before, well, the wind's not real? I've seen it blow trees, haven't you? And it blows people if it gets strong enough. The wind's real. I don't like those threats. I don't like those threats. That was an obstacle. And it was crazy because when those storms were over, I kept looking at the, the watch. Oh, 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock. They're ending. The, the tornado threats, or, tornado warnings are ending at 10 o'clock, right? I was at 9 o'clock. I was like, 9 o'clock, 9.03, 9.03. I hadn't heard anything on the weather. What's going on? What's going on? You look at the weather. We've got severe weather threats, right? And I'm like, all in a tizzy, right? The Lord saw me through that. Come on. The Lord saw me through that. What was that in my life? It was an obstacle. And if I'm honest with you through that, if I'm honest with you, it's like Peter when he was on the sea in the middle of a storm. Jesus was walking on the storm. He's looking at Jesus. And you know what he did? He took his eyes off Jesus and he began to seek. The same is true for you and me. You take your eyes off Jesus and you put them on the obstacles, whatever they may be, you're going to begin to sink. So what do you do? You take your eyes off of the obstacle and you put your eyes back on Jesus. Write this down. Hebrews 12, 2. It's in the context of the passage I gave you just a moment ago. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. You stay the course regardless of the options. Secondly, you've got to obey the Word of God. I mean, at this time, all Joshua had was the first five books of the Bible right here. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, the Pentateuch. Five books is all he had. Now, some of us would say, well, if I only had five books, I'd obey all five of those books. No, you wouldn't. Somebody says, we need more revelation. 
We need some new, fresh revelation. No, you don't. You just need to live up to the revelation that God's already given you. Amen? So you've got to obey the Word of God. Now, the Lord gave Joshua these simple instructions. You ready? Obey the law. Obey the law. Do you know what God's saying to you and me today? Obey the law. Now, we're not saved by obeying the law, but we want to obey the law because God commanded His children to obey the law, right? When I obey the law, I'm living out the purpose for which God created me to live. God's being glorified in and through my life because I'm living in obedience to Him and not my sinful flesh. I'm following Him and doing what He wants me to do rather than following and doing what Brad wants to do. He says, do not swerve to the left or swerve to the right, but remain on the straight and narrow path. You know, Jesus echoed these words in Matthew's gospel as well. Write this down. Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Jesus said, you cannot enter God's kingdom. I'm sorry, you can enter God's kingdom only through the narrow gate. The highway to hell is broad and its gate is wide for many who choose that way. But the gate to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. Obey the word of God. I used to tell my students in student ministry, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me. I stand alone on the Word of God, the promises of God, the B-I-B-L-E. You've heard me say before, this is our foundation. If you want to do something in life, and we convince enough people, well, it's good to go out and steal. If you need something, just go out and steal it. And if I could get all of you to agree with me that it's okay to do that, majority rules, right? No, the Word of God does. We run that through the Word of God and it comes out the other side of the sifter. My granny used to use that. Some of y'all probably have one of those. You know, you put the flower in. Turn that crank. I was like, man, this is our sifter. You run it through the Word of God and it comes out the other end. We don't do that. We don't steal. It violates the commandments of God. I'm not saved, but I could live my whole life and never steal the first thing, and that's not going to get me to heaven. But I still want to obey the commandments of God because that's morally right. You obey the Word of God, the B-I-B-L-E. Someone also said this, Bible, your basic instructions before leaving earth. That's pretty good, isn't it? I didn't come up with that. So we're Bible-believing Christians. There's some people that would say they go to church, but they don't believe the Bible. I don't understand that. I don't understand that. We stand on the Word of God. This is foundational. You ever wonder why the pulpit's right in the center here? Because this is central to this church. Not the man that stands behind this. I'm the under-shepherd. Jesus is the shepherd. The Word of God is central to this church. And it needs to be central to your life and my life. The Word of God. So we've got to obey the Word of God. I think I've said enough about that. Alright, obeying the Word is a must. Thirdly, you must be consumed by the Word. Now look at verse 8. Look at verse 8. This book of the law 
shall not depart from your mouth. Listen to this. But you shall meditate on it day and night. Let me pause there for just a moment. We're talking about meditating in the sense, kind of like a cow chews cud. You know what I'm talking about? He'll chew it, swallow it, regurgitate it, chew it some more, swallow it. You get the idea, right? It, that's what you and I are doing with the Word. We're not sitting in a corner going, Oh, with our legs crossed or whatever. That's not the kind of meditating I'm talking about. I'm talking about meditating on the Word of God, taking the Scripture and chewing it and chewing it and thinking about it and meditating on it and letting it go into your mind and change your mind and penetrate your heart. Chew on it, chew on it, chew on it. Amen? It's like John 3.16. For God so loved the world, He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God. Breaking that down. God. There's never been a time when God has not existed. He's always been. He's the creator of the heavens and the earth. For God. God, the, the same God that flung the stars out into space. I thought about that as we were looking at the Bethlehem star this past week, I thought about that when I looked up and saw those. I'm, I was thinking, God flung those out into space. God created those. And God created you. And God created me. But, but you're meditating on the Word of God. He goes on to say, do not let it depart from your mouth. You're to study it. You're to obtain head knowledge. But most importantly, you are to obtain heart knowledge. That it changes you from the inside out. Remember we talked about what defiles a person? It's not what goes in, but it's what comes out. We've got to put good stuff in. So that good stuff comes out. We're meditating on the Word of God. And if you're listening this morning or here and do not yet have that relationship with Jesus, you're searching. You're looking for things in life to fill that void. And only Jesus can fill that. So you obey the Word, you're consumed with the Word, and then you live the Word out. And finally look at verse 9. Verse 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. The commandment to Joshua. Joshua, you're not doing it alone. I want you to be strong and courageous. Hey, Joshua. You're not doing this alone. Only be strong and very courageous. Hey, Joshua. Hey, listen up. I want you to be strong and courageous. Church, listen to me this morning. As you close out 2020 and you move into 2021, be strong and courageous. Be strong. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. Yes, life is difficult. Yes, life is full of problems. And if we were not facing the coronavirus in 2020, it'd have been something else. Something else with a different name. But regardless of the problems, regardless of the circumstances, understand this, that wherever you go, the Lord is with you. Only be strong and courageous. You've been listening to Changed by His Word, 
the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Brad Lee. We hope that you have been encouraged and challenged by this message. If you have any questions about the message or about your relationship with Jesus Christ, please contact Pastor Brad at changedbyhisword at gmail.com. Thank you and God bless.